Maine's Political Pulse is made possible by Lee Automalls, proud sponsor of Evening for the Environment with Dr. Ayanna Elizabeth Johnson, October 26, MaineConservation.org. You're listening to Maine's Political Pulse. I'm Robbie Feinberg, joined by Maine Public's chief political correspondent, Steve Missler, and our State House correspondent, Kevin Miller. This is our final segment in a series of programs taking you in-depth into the eight referendum questions on Maine's ballots for this fall's election. And today we're going to be dissecting the question that has received easily the most attention over the last year plus. This is question three, what advocates call pine tree power. This would buy out Maine's two for-profit electric utilities and create a new publicly owned utility governed by an elected board. The proposal here is very consequential and very complex, and, and all kinds of claims are being made on both sides. Steve, let's start with you on this. Give us some of the basic background on this. Where did this proposal come from? So the origins of question three are multifaceted, and there's some connection to national events, which is why this proposal has received so much attention outside of the state. But here at home, there's been increasing frustration with the performance of Maine's two largest utilities, Central Maine Power and Versant Power. And I think it's fair to say that CMP has received more criticism than Versant, and that's because of how it's handled billing issues that really frustrated a lot of ratepayers while earning scrutiny from lawmakers and regulators. Power outages are some of the worst in the country in terms of duration and frequency, and the utilities have stoked the ire of renewable energy and climate activists over opposition to net metering for solar projects and what's perceived as foot-dragging when it comes to connecting renewable energy projects to the grid. But it's also important to note that utilities across the country are increasingly under the microscope. And that's because there's a fundamental shift underway that's really challenging their old way of doing things and their clout. Extreme weather events are knocking out power more often and for longer durations. And that's occurring alongside a simultaneous push to decarbonize power generation and increase electrification of heating and transportation. Question three has roots in all of this. Wow, that, that is a lot of, of different stuff that is involved in this question here. So, so to start, Steve, can you just help me understand how the structure of this new entity would work? Uh, would we be bringing in new state executives? You know, how, how would this work? So right now, operations, uh, rate changes, upgrades, and other projects are made by CMP and Versant executives and subject to approval by the Maine Public Utilities Commission, and, and in some cases, FERC, which is a federal uh, regulatory body. Question three turns this governance on its head. Instead of executives, a 13-person board of seven elected members and their hand-picked team of six energy experts would make decisions. That same team would then have to contract with a for-profit grid operator that would perform many of the tasks that CMP and Versant do now. Also, candidates for the elected positions would compete in party primaries if they're affiliated with one, just like candidates for governor, the legislature, and Congress do. Now, supporters of Question 3 describe this governance structure as democratizing grid operations and making the utility operators more accountable to ratepayers. But critics counter that it politicizes grid operations and leaves them in the hands of politicians whose ultimate allegiance is to their political party and its current energy policy. Yeah, and I would just add, Robbie, that the initiative actually requires Pine Tree Power or this private grid operator to hire back any unionized CMP and Versant workers, as well as other employees other than executives. And they'd actually be 
offered pretty healthy retention bonuses to stay on. So the idea there is that this wouldn't be a, a whole new company. You'd be bringing in a lot of the, the skills and the know-how that, that already exists on the ground here. Yeah, and, and Kevin, I'd also be interested in just getting into the, the politics of this as, as well. It doesn't necessarily feel it's entirely partisan, left-right issue in terms of which groups and officials are, are supporting this. Yeah, that's right. And it, it actually, it's fairly similar to what we saw a few years ago over the CMP corridor. So we're seeing pretty similar dynamics here with elected officials from all sides of the political spectrum, either for or against Pine Tree Power. A Democratic Governor Janet Mills just said that she'll vote against it. That's not really a surprise, uh, really, since she's been skeptical and vetoed a bill to do do this uh, two years ago. The opposition has also been courting and in many ways paying former lawmakers and political influencers, if you will, to spread their message. But then Pine Tree Power has picked up some higher profile or influential endorsements. They even got uh, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, although I don't think Bernie can vote here in Maine. So, <laughs> uh, But, you know, one of the other interesting dynamics we've seen is that some of Maine's larger environmental groups have not weighed in at all on this issue. You know, I'm thinking of groups like the Natural Resources Council of Maine, which was heavily involved in trying to get the CMP corridor blocked, but they've opted to stay out of this one. And I think that some of these groups are choosing to do that because there's just a lot of uncertainty over how this would impact rates and reliability and some of these other issues that we'll talk about. And on that that issue of rates, clearly electric rates have been a big issue in recent years. Kevin, can we say if this would actually bring electric rates down at all? We can't, and, and that's probably on the minds of many voters, I suspect. There have been competing studies or economic analyses done by both sides that come to vastly, and I do mean vastly, different conclusions. Is it going to save electric customers $900 million or cost them $4.7 billion? We're not sure. And I think that's one of the big challenges that Pine Tree Power faces as voters go into the, to the booth because when the outcome isn't clear, that may give a lot of voters pause. Yeah, and the other big question around this, Steve, you, you hinted at this, was around reliability, the, the fact that we have so many power outages in the state. What do we know about if this would improve the grid at all in Maine? Unclear. I mean, the Pine Tree Power Campaign likes to point to Nebraska as evidence that publicly owned utilities are better at reliability. And it's true that the Cornhusker state, which has had public power almost as long as the beginning of commercial electricity distribution, it also has some of the lowest outage duration and frequency in the country. But it also doesn't have many trees. Maine, the most forested state in the union, does. And that's often what knocks out power here. So I'm not sure what Pine Tree Power's plan is to deal with that. I mean, are they going to finance massive line-bearing initiatives or something else? They, they just haven't said. But the campaign is arguing that investor-owned utilities don't invest in grid hardening and that this new entity will because it will have access to low-interest borrowing that CMP and Versant doesn't. Also, that it will have to because they're more accountable to ratepayers. But the Office of the Public Advocate, which is charged with looking out for ratepayers, wasn't sure about that. It distributed a fact sheet earlier in September saying that reliability and lower rates are often in tension and that a publicly owned utility might face more political pressure to keep rates low at the expense of reliability. And Steve, the the other big argument that the the advocates of question three have been making is around climate change. Uh, They've been saying that this new publicly owned structure, it will allow Maine to more quickly reach its clean energy goals. Steve, what, what is the argument here that they're making? 
I think it goes something like this. Investor-owned utilities have been reluctant participants in hooking up renewable energy projects like solar or wind, and they can't be trusted to do so unless those projects make a profit for their investors. Pine Tree Power has a stated goal of facilitating energy decarbonization in its enabling legislation. And the argument is that it won't drag its feet in completing these hookups. Okay, so it's true that there's been a lot of criticism of CMP and Versant for slow hookups to the grid. I mean, the governor actually called for an investigation of CMP just a couple of years ago over slow and expensive connections to solar projects. So Pine Tree Power has a point, but there are some climate activists who are nervous about this proposal because if it passes, they worry that it will stall renewable energy development because it's certain to trigger years of litigation. Whether the lawsuit will actually have that effect is not really clear, but it's worth noting that some of the biggest renewable energy and climate groups in the state, as Kevin mentioned, are staying neutral during this campaign. And one last thing, CMP and Versant are not allowed to own energy generation assets because of a restructuring law from 2000. Pine Tree Power also won't be allowed to own generation assets. So it's not like it's going to be erecting wind and solar arrays all over Maine if question three passes. Yeah. So I just want want to sum up a lot of what we just talked about with with both of you on this one. We've had a lot of big claims here, uh, but I feel like not any real concrete data in a lot of different ways that there's not one big study that we can point to and kind of say, this is what the facts say about this. Why do you think in this case, it's so difficult to firmly judge all of this and, and what is true and what isn't true here? The reason is that what question three aims to do is really unprecedented in terms of scale, manner and known outcomes. And, you know, it, it's true that publicly owned utilities in some cases flourish. They, they lower rates and reliability improves. What's being proposed here is a takeover with no precise analog anywhere else. That's made it really tricky for an independent analysis of outcomes. And in the absence of that, we have two campaigns filling the void with vastly competing claims that are really hard to verify. Building up what Steve just said, there are some analogs, but they're not direct comparisons. Uh, the power utility down in Long Island did undergo a takeover several decades ago, but that's been hugely controversial since then. And it always has, hasn't always worked out in the way that it was proposed to be. And we do have consumer-owned utilities here in Maine, but they're all very small. And in this case, as Steve said, we'd be talking about a, com- a new company coming in and taking over the state's two largest utilities, all their towers, all their network, everything at the same time. Yeah. So we, we still do have all of the, these claims. Steve, you mentioned that that these campaigns are really filling the void here. Uh, speaking of filling the void, um, as I was preparing these questions, I saw another ad on question three. It feel like they are just incessant over the past few months. What does that say about the spending? What, what does the spending on this question look like? Well, we'll get a better look today when updated campaign finance reports come out, but I don't expect that the big picture will change very much. Right now, the utilities have a huge spending advantage over Pine Tree Power, dropping about $13 million to about 650000 for proponents of Question 3. And the utilities have plenty more money to, 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 to tap into. They were sitting on $27 million over the summer, but they could certainly summon more if necessary. And Pine Tree Power has spent almost everything that it's, that's been contributed to it, but it's not enough to even get its message on television. Um, and, and one of the, the biggest questions I keep seeing in these ads is over just how much this all is going to cost. Uh, Kevin, do we have any real cost estimates, reliable cost estimates for this proposal? 
Well, there have been a bunch of competing and wildly different claims. But as with the, the impact on electric rates, we actually don't have a firm answer on how much pine tree power would have to shell out to buy all CMP inversants, their poles, their towers, their substations, their trucks, and, and everything else. So once again, we're in this realm of uncertainty. Uh, so Pine Tree Power says that the starting point should be about $5 billion. That's the value that the two utilities reported to the PUC and to FERC. But that's not how much they'd likely have to pay, because if you look at past buyouts in the recent years, there's often a multiplier effect of at least 1.5 times to reflect the fair market value and the, the revenue streams that come into the companies. So Pine Tree Power says $5 billion should be the starting point. CMP and Versant say, uh, no way, that's way too low. The consulting firm that CMP hired to do their economic analysis says that it should be more like $13.5 billion by the time all of this happens in 2030 or even later. And a large part of that is just kind of the legal uncertainty, how much that's going to cost and how much this is going to drag out. So $5 billion, $13.5 billion, you have to think it's probably somewhere in between those two. Um, and I'll just add here that regardless of the final number, uh, Pine Tree Power would have to use bonds or borrowing to come up with that money. And then the customers of Pine Tree Power, not the state of Maine, I think that's an important distinction here, the, the customers of Pine Tree Power would then be paying off those loans, which really isn't dissimilar to how things operate now with CMP and Versant. You know, if CMP goes out and spends a billion dollars on a reliability upgrade, they then go back to regulators and ask for a rate increase to cover those costs. But in this case, Pine Tree Power says they can use have lower costs over the long term because they'll be getting lower interest loans than a for-profit company can get. And, and Kevin, we, we referenced this when we talked about question one last week, but it is important to point out that this ballot question might not be a simple yes or no. If voters do support this, what would the next steps be? Yeah, that's right. So as we talked about last week, question one would require Pine Tree Power to go back to voters for approval to borrow more than $1 billion. And as we just said, that this is definitely going to cost a lot more than a billion dollars. So in some ways, this is a, this is kind of a second bite at the apple or, or a stopgap measure. Question one was put on the ballot by CMP and, and Versant as a way to potentially do it, to basically get another whack at this. And um, I think it's a good possibility that you may have some voters, like we talked about in the past, that will split their vote. They may say, I'm not 100% comfortable with what Pine Tree Power is proposing, but I'll vote for it now because I'll get to take another vote on it if it goes through. The question is, will question three pass next month? And if it doesn't, then question one kind of becomes irrelevant. And that was Maine Public Statehouse correspondent Kevin Miller and our chief political correspondent Steve Missler. Thanks for joining us for Maine's Political Pulse. You can also sign up for our Maine's Political Pulse newsletter online at mainepublic.org slash pulse. And while you're there, you can check out our guide to all eight main ballot questions this fall. Our music is by Rob Holt. I'm Robbie Feinberg. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon on Maine's Political Pulse.